Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Stuck in the 80s, it's time for our 2023 cruise wrap-up. With me as always, we call him B-Rad. It's Brad from L.A. It me. <laughs> we had a great time. Oh my it's, gosh, it's so fun. As as we sit here, I think I think we I got home like a day and a half ago. Yep, about that. Sounds about right. And uh, I know some people are still, you know, I mean, it was a, it's a West Coast... You know, we were sailing out of Los Angeles, and people who live on the East Coast were having a bit of a chore, given the weather. Well, getting, getting home, and then like the double whammy of the time change last night. It's like, yeah, psh, 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 psh. I like the Austrian way better. So did I. It's right. My my body hurts all over, but it's a good thing. It's a good hurt. Yeah, my body is coming out of the cruise crud. I got home, like, I was so smug. I don't want to say too much about it, but I could see my car when we pulled into port. Like, there it is. I'll be in my car, like, five minutes after I walk through security. So I get everything loaded up. We stopped for breakfast because it was early, and we didn't want to deal with traffic getting home. So we had breakfast. We get home, and I'm just, I'm wiped out. Like, what a surprise. I was up until 1.30 dancing. Of course I'm tired. I'm an old man. I can't pull that anymore. So I lay down, take like a two-hour nap, and I wake up, and I actually feel worse than I did when I lay down. And I realize, oh, it's because my head is full of something that's the consistency of wet cement. It happens. It happens. Cruise crud landed. I'm glad it didn't show up until I got home, but I'd rather yeah. it didn't show up at all. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you know, it's just one of the things sometimes people get when you cruise. Uh, so we'll take you back to what happened. We were leaving out of L.A. We were on the Navigator of the Seas, a Royal Caribbean ship that had recently been renovated. Ooh, rejuvenated, so, so rejuvenated. I don't know. It yeah, was nice. I, I mean, it was felt yeah. familiar because it's the same basic. I don't want to say floor plan, but deck plan as the sure. Mariner. Is that what we were on last year? Mariner, yeah, and that's what we'll be on again next year. We get on, you know. Of course, we board with the other artists, which is nice. Yes, and, they're uh, finally recognizing us for the talent that we clearly <laughs> are. <laughs> People kept asking me what band I was in. I'm like, uh, marching? <laughs> yeah, like, we were at the Sail Away Breakfast. You know, before we get on the ship, they host all of us in this little ballroom for a breakfast. And there's all these tables of 10 chairs. And I, I'm I'm the only one sitting by myself at a table. Steve's Everybody by himself. Else is we walk like, in, I'm like, oh, there's Steve. Yeah, easy to pick out, the loner. Yeah, well, I mean, I was wearing my Doc Martens and a black jacket, so I didn't look like I was there to neon it up, I guess. I just didn't want to pack them because they're an enormous pair of shoes. I wasn't yeah, really yeah, going time. for the style look, but that's kind of, so I think that was drawing some 
You know, they're mis- mistaking me for someone with actual talent instead of someone with a laptop and PowerPoint. You could probably pass for a band member a little bit easier than I can. I, I look very much like a podcaster when you see me in person. Yeah, that could be. I will say the first kind of funny story of the cruise for me was we were sitting at, um, we're sitting after we'd checked in and we're waiting for them to let us on the boat. And you're just kind of hanging around. There's people sitting around in these folding chairs. It's like, like you're in the worst dentist waiting room ever. And I start chatting with the people behind us. I'm like, hey, do you want a beer koozie? Like, let me start handing these things out. I got 400 of them to give away. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, that's, you know, and the one guy's like, oh, you know, in Australia, we call these stubby holders. And, you know, <laughs> and that kicks off a whole series of the jokes that you would expect because we're all, you know, 80s mindset. I think we stayed away from the your mom. But other than that, everything got trotted out. And then we're talking to him. I'm chatting with, him. oh, yeah, my kid played for this. You know, he's wearing a warm up with a soccer team crest on it i'm like oh tell me about that team oh my son used to play there oh we're talking blah 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 and it did not occur to me well first i didn't ask like so what band are you guys with because you know you don't want to be cool bro be cool like just be cool and so we get on the boat and i'm like wait a minute that one guy introduced himself as ian holy i just sat there and shot the shit with the church for 30 minutes yeah Pretty surreal, right? Super nice guys. Super nice guys. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Anyway. So anyway, yeah, we get on board. The first night, Howard Jones concert. Always a great entertainer. Perfect way to start the week. And he was wearing very sparkly shoes. Very sparkly. Very sparkly shoes. The very next day, we have our first trivia session, and our special guest is Howard Jones. Mm. And, and of course, we called an audible and had to ask about the shoes, and I don't know what kind of answer I was expecting, but it turns out Howard's got like an Italian shoe fetish of some sort. For this one manufacturer, yeah, which I, of course, didn't recognize or write down or have any knowledge about, nor should I because they're probably like, you know, $2,000 pair of shoes. Yeah. So he went he went on about that and that was great and he he was fantastic. We asked him about Live Aid. We asked him why he picked the song. He he played the one song at Live Aid. We asked why. Got a great answer. We find out of all things that Howard Jones had a Defender arcade game in his house in the 80s. Yeah, and would stay up until 4 o'clock in the morning playing it. Yeah, yeah, full stop. And and the only reason it came up was because that was our uh, Stuck in the Arcade challenge. So weird, just the weird things you find out on a cruise. And then when I asked him, do you think that being a piano player helped you with the number of buttons that there are on that game? Because that's the thing that always, well, that's my excuse for being horrible at Defender. He's like, uh, probably helped me, but I still sucked. I'm like, see, <laughs> Howard is just like us, except talented. Yeah. Oh, right. But wait, I think we buried the lead there a little bit. What did Steve have Howard do to make Brad cry at the end of trivia? Oh God, he sang. Uh, he sang part of "Soon You'll Go," didn't he? to go behind the screen i was losing my shit did you really i, was I, I, I didn't know if you were shit. exaggerating it no or not. no i was just like now here dude come on <laughs> come on 
That it's what I wanted, but I didn't think I'd make it happen. I was. Oh man, that was it was it was amazing. For those who don't know, "Soon You'll Go" is a song that Howard wrote about twelve years ago. It was a song to his daughter who was leaving to go to college, and it is a weepy. It is a lovely, lovely song with a men's choir. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. It's just a beautiful song. If you have kids who are leaving the nest, like Brad had at that time, it can it it's like a sledgehammer. Oh man, to your heart. Wait, why are you going now? Should I'm gonna cry (laughs) now? Stop it. So, but yeah, that that was. was I'm like, okay, that happened. (laughs) So, so here's the flip side. So the next day we have Midjior as our trivia guest. And Brad and I always like to to get together about an hour before trivia, and we go through all the questions, and we just you know we we second guess the wording, and I start to, and I think about okay, well, here's what I'm going to ask Midge at this point, and I'm going to ask him about Live Aid yeah, here, we'll kind of run it him. a little bit, just you know, yeah, yeah. And we come across, so we have a video. We have this little series where we play a video from the artist, and we change. Brad changes the music to something else. And the, the, the contestants have to, to figure out what's the, what is the original song in the video. And for Midge, it was Dancing with Tears in My Eyes. Yeah. And we're sitting there. It's an hour before go time. Maybe maybe closer to a half hour before go time. Yeah, because at that point, we're like, oh, we got this. We crushed it with Howard Jones. Nobody can <laughs> yeah, touch no us. Yeah, no problem. Do you know how good we are at this? <laughs> so, so Brad goes... You know, I think this is a cover from like a jazz single from the 1920s or something like that. And I go, oh, that doesn't sound right. I said, but, you, but that's but that's good to know. I should check that. So I go to the Wikipedia page for Dancing with Tears in My Eyes, and I find out that Midjor wrote that after seeing the movie On the Beach. Um, Which on the seems beach. like a benign fact on its face. However, <laughs> uh, On the Beach was one of my dad's two favorite movies he loved brigadoon and he loved on the beach and on the beach tells the story of a future world where an atomic war has taken place and the clouds of radiation are slowly spreading across the planet and wiping out continent after continent and the last continent that has still alive is australia and everyone basically in australia has to figure out i mean you're gonna die How do you want to spend your last few days? That's the whole point of it. The world's gone kaput. You're going to die. You decide how you want to go. In fear and jubilation, are you going to do something uh, you always dreamed of doing? And my dad had told me about this movie a long time ago. And the themes stuck with him. And I think it took on added meaning when my dad had muscular dystrophy. And when he was diagnosed, the doctor pretty much said, you have... 10 years is your expectancy and he didn't he didn't quite make the 10 years and so when I see when I finally got to see on the beach for the first time oh my gosh it it was a boom it was the soon you'll go moment for me and so 
here it is. It's 25 minutes now till we start, and I've just discovered that this song is about this movie that my dad really connected with, and um, I didn't see it till much later, and I'm I'm fighting uh, it off. Yeah, like, so oh, dot, dot, this. dot, we stopped by Spirits' cabin for three fresh hankies. I yeah, mean, I not, was like, not even joking. This is not, yeah, this is not a funny moment. I, like, even I can't make a joke in this moment, and I joke about everything. So we get there, and, and Midge comes b- backstage, and I, I talk to him. I'm talking to him for a few minutes while Brad's uh, up front handling, like, the you know beginning of trivia. Up. And so I tell Midge, I, I tell, oh, you know, I just found out minutes ago that dancing with tears in my eyes, you know, on the beach connection. And he was just like, oh, wow, I'm, you know, I don't think he knew quite what to say either. Well, it's clearly means something very, it's a very personal thing for you. No. Yes, and so I, I said I'm probably going to bring it up during the show, and uh, I apologize now if I get a little weepy. So I did, and and it was it, first of all, Midge was a fantastic guest, and he told the best stories. And oh, just yeah, and again, like it's like, well, you know, everyone can write cheery, cheerful songs. I write dark, darker songs. Yeah. Like, you know, the Midge your cruise sinks. <laughs> yeah, he said. Uh, he talks about the beginning of. Do they know it's Christmas? You know, talking about the the clanging chimes of doom. And so he's, he's, he's a real fun character. Kind of the other side of of the Howard coin. The two of them were kind of two, two sides of the same coin. Both of them super friendly, happy to be there. I was very flattered when Midge said, Oh yeah, I had lunch with Howard after he finished this yesterday. And he said it was a lot of fun. Howard Jones is telling people we're fun, Steve. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be a first. So we're going through trivia and I, we finally get to the question you know, the answer, the answer slide is where we find out that it's dancing with tears in my eyes. And so I tell Midge, well, I think Midge says something like, well, you know, you told me back, you know, Steve told me backstage he has a connection to this song. And so I kind of try to explain it, but I, I can't get through it. And and I start to, to lose it. I had to call to the audience for someone to give him, give him a hug. I mean, the man needed a hug. I got a couple of hugs. It was really beautiful. And then, and then Midge ever the... Well, let, let me tell this part. Let me okay. tell this part. So, because I'm, you know, again, as we established on the boat, of the two of us, I'm the asshole. I'm the one who is making jokes when they were calling like a medical alert in the first, the first <laughs> trivia session. Forgot about that one. I'm that dickhead. So, um, Steve says, "Oh, my father's two favorite movies were On the Beach and Brigadoon, and then this is why On the Beach meant so much to us." In the meanwhile, the audio guy is in my ear saying. You have seven minutes. We got to wrap this up because I have to set up for another event. Not that he has to leave, but they have to set up for another event in that room. So I'm like, shit, we're on the clock here. And I'm like, how am I going to get out of this? Like, it's a moment. Like, Steve is weeping. And I'm like, okay, I have to be the jerk here. And then Midjur, consummate showman, bails me out by saying, well, on the beach, I get that. But Brigadoon, that's just shit. (laughs) <laughs> and the room just busts up. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Rich. You saved yeah. me. And then I was able right. to say, okay, guys, you know, we're back. And we got, you know, two minutes. So we're going to run through these last ones real quick. Yeah. Those were the highlights for me. I mean, that and I'll tell you about a, a Brett Michaels encounter shortly. But but I know, Brad, you have so many stories to tell about this cruise. Well, I, I told you the shooting the ship with the church, which is amazing. Uh, before that even happened, though. We get off the bus. We take the bus again with the talent because we're talent. I'm using air quotes. You can't see them. 
but we get off the <laughs> bus them. and I'm standing there, you know, kind of rearranging my stuff and getting things in the right pockets and finding my passport and stuff. And this gentleman strides up to me and says, are you a singer? Uh, no. Or are you a musician? Not exactly. I'm a, you know, and I kind of explained I'm a podcaster and we're here to do the trivia. And it's like, oh, well, I couldn't help but overhear you on the, the bus and you, you have an amazing voice. And I'm like, this guy is either just having a go at me or I don't know what's going on here. And I'm like, well, thank you. That's really nice. It's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. And it's like, I'm Ricky Wild, Kim's brother. Wow. Huh. He's like, I'm working on a song that has a little voiceover section. I'd really love for you to, to do that if you would be interested. Well, that sounds amazing. Of course I would. You know, I'll see you on the boat. Of course, not in the moment thinking, give him a business card now, and then he'll have your information in the moment. I have a ton of them in the bag. I just have to reach around and unzip a pocket and hand it to him. Did I think about that? No. I'm like, oh, we're just getting on the cruise. I'll see you every day. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. That's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. Some people you see every 30 seconds. Some people you bump into every day, and some people you never see. And so... I'll just jump ahead. We get to day seven and I haven't seen him around the boat and I've been carrying around a business card like tucked in the back of my phone case for when I see him. Here's my information. So I did this charity deck walk thing this year that Jeff and Charity Hurst and I thought about. I pitched it to Joey and he thought it was a good idea. So we did it. It was fun. But I'm doing my lap, you know, one of my many laps and I see him pop out one of the doors and so I stop and swing over to talk to him like, hey, I've been looking for you all week and he says... I came up here to try and find you. Aw. So I handed him my business card, and he's like, oh, great. You know, we chatted for a minute, he and his wife and Katie and I, and then they went off, and we went back to running our laps. And he pops up about four laps later with this sheepish look on his face, and I'm thinking, the card blew out of his hand. Sure enough, uh, yeah, your business card flew out of my hand. So uh, I wrote my information down on this piece of paper. Here you go. (laughs) I'll let you know how that goes. I'll be sure to thank everybody that was on the boat when I give my Grammy acceptance speech. Sure. And then on top of that, you also had a wine tasting with Devo, right? Yeah, we kind of buried the lead a little there, didn't we? It's a hell of a day at sea, sir. I hosted a wine tasting with Jerry Casale. Jerry is quite passionate about wine. It was very easy to host this because I, I didn't even have to wind him up. I just had to introduce him, and then off he went. He spoke very eloquently about the wine he makes and why he loves it and why he does it the way he does it. And you know, had, He had a lot of thoughts and a lot to say about the process and the product, and people had a pretty good time, I think. But that was super fun. You know, That's one of those, huh, didn't see that coming. Yeah. That was pretty great. And then their set that night was fantastic. Yeah. I saw their show in two pieces. I saw the I saw the second half first and then the first half second. Because every every performer plays twice on the ship. And Devo was their set was two days apart. I was waiting for, for Melissa, Mrs. Spearsy to join to to see Devo. So I only caught part of it the first time and then the rest of it. So it was it was really I mean, I've never seen them before. That was that was something else. Well, and I will say it's an example of the kind of people that are on the cruise. People would either approach me beforehand or after. Like somebody gave me their front row reserve seat for the Diva show because they knew what a big fan I am. Oh, yeah. Other people brought me things that like they threw out bouncy balls at one point. I had two people give me a bouncy ball that they had kind of like, <laughs> I know how important this band is to you, so I brought you this bouncy ball. Our friend Janice brought me a pair of the like the yellow pants that they wear on said that they had handed to her. She's like, I don't have any use for these. Here you go. I'm like, I, honestly, I'll tell I'll let me be honest with you all. I have no idea what I'm going to do with these things. <laughs> but there they are on my bed, three feet away from me. So it's a generous spirit of this community. I know that sounds 
super sappy and maybe it is a little sappy, but that doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, even for trivia, some of the prizes that we gave away were donated by our friends. I mean, uh, Dave Augiogast gave us a signed copy of Kenny Loggins' autobiography, his memoir. Yeah. And so and so that became one of the prizes for the cruise. All sorts of like these little things that I, just line up to make it like a surreal week yeah. of, of hanging with your friends and enjoying this music, you know, that we all grew up with. Uh, the the one thing that I was real curious about was Brett Michaels. Mm-hmm. He's been scheduled like a couple times to be on the cruise and, and you know, one thing or another happened. But he was on this this year. He got on at Cabo, um, the same port where Melissa joined me. I saw his show the very final night. It was the very last show I saw. And my God, I've never seen him or Poison before. But what an epic show. I mean, just, I've never seen someone so happy. And his band was just like overjoyed. It was just, it was like they're playing a a Rock Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, Yeah. And it was just surreal. And, And the crowd was just fanatical. I mean, just boozed up beyond belief and, and just <laughs> and Brett's stalking back and forth on the stage like slapping every hand fist bumping shaking hands the whole time the whole the whole time that's awesome that's just great and, I mean when that joy is coming off the set you're like I want this to go uh, well yeah was it loud you betcha <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was worth it the encounter that I referred to because of Brett Michaels Lou Graham my wife all kind of entered the cruise midway through, you have to go through a separate customs at the end. Ah, uh, oh, so there was you about didn't, you didn't leave from L.A. You're yeah, you, you you boarded in Mexico, and you're getting off in the U.S. So you have to go slightly different. So she has to get up there and be there at six thirty in the morning for this thing. She's rightfully not not thrilled with it <laughs> until she gets there and realizes it's the other nineteen people there are all basically musicians. Sure, you know, who had, yeah, who got in midway mid flight. Yeah. So she goes up to Brett Michaels because she knows Brett's publicist. She works with her on a, on, a, on a different projects, and says, "Oh, you know, I know your publicist." And, she, and Brett's like, "Oh, come come over here, and give me a hug." And they sat there and talked about rescue dogs and horses and his wife and all this crazy stuff. And then Lou Graham joins the conversation, and they're talking <laughs> about the fact that they both raise horses. And so I'm sitting there in the th- theater halfway across the ship waiting to disembark and she's sending me photos of meanwhile of your wife is glad handing the talent yeah she's got an epic photo with her and uh brett and lou together the three of them it's that's just so like cool. oh my that's god amazing. That, that alone yeah that's what happens on the 80s cruise these yeah. things happen uh, the other story i wanted to tell like midge when he came to trivia He's wearing a ball cap and he's got like this kind of classic 50s horn rim glasses and he's just like an unassuming guy. I had seen him several times on deck and I knew who he was, but I wasn't going to bug him, but nobody knew who he was. He was completely incognito, just like normal Joe Blow cruiser. He comes out on stage for his set and talk about Showtime Midge. He flipped a switch because the charisma was just coming off of him and he's in a suit. He's wearing a suit. Sharp yeah. and and sounded fantastic and oh, clearly yeah. just having a great time. And, you know, it's like, what's not to like about that? Yeah. No, I saw his show twice. And love, I mean, he played Vienna. And uh, oh, obviously, he always plays Vienna. And I just, oh, man, just heart just leapt 
out of my chest. It and does not I, mean I was, nothing to you, Spearsy. <laughs> I was singing along, and oh man, just just a good, good cruise with yeah. a lot of really Kim Wilde was was incredible on stage. Uh, yeah, and I mean there was some chatter beforehand about like, oh, should she really be a main stage act? You know, and oh yeah, she brought it. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. Yeah. the place was jumping and she did a cover of spin me round and the entire theater was just singing at the top of our lungs just oh it was great yeah. it was a great set yeah you know that's one of those you know i'll put that at the li- on the list of if you have a chance to see her in the near future do it well rumor has it she's doing a north american tour here that's Part of the reason why we got her over here is because I think she was going to do a short tour of the U.S. Test the water a little never, bit. Never tours yeah. in the U.S. I mean, but, the same uh, with the church. I know we've talked about that, but that was yeah. another set. I, we missed some of that because we were judging the costume contest. But the part I saw, man, they just sounded good. And again, they're they're, they're having a good time up there, and it's easy to tell that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, easy to no. root for bands when they're having a good time like that. Right. Well, speaking of bands, it's probably time for us to reveal the 2024 lineup of the 80s cruise. Um, this cruise will be leaving February 29th to March 7th, 2024, from Port Canaveral. That's the port just to the east of Orlando. Like, So you fly into Orlando International Airport, and you drive about 50 minutes, an hour, and you're at the port. And it's back on our old friend, the Mariner of the Seas, which has been newly rejuvenated. And includes two stops, which is in here. I'll tell you the genius of this in a second: Aruba and Curacao. And it's arugula <laughs> and uh, coriander, or is it cilantro? <laughs> yeah, they're vegetables. These are two of the ABC islands of the Caribbean, uh, and Bonaire is the third one. They're known for they never get hit by hurricanes, just because of where they're located and the way that you know airstreams go. They just they, they're usually hurricane safe. Um, not that there's hurricanes this time of year. You know, February, March is not hurricane season, but that's beside the point. Here's what I love about it. Um, first of all, I've never been to either one of these ports because they're they're way down in the southern Caribbean. They're pretty far down, so, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Normally, you would only visit these ports if you were, like, taking a cruise out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. Oh. That's about the only time okay. you would ever go to these ports. Sometimes there's cruises that leave out of Aruba, and they do the southern Caribbean. But here's the best part. The best days, to me anyway, on the 80s cruise are the sea days. Because the sea days come, and, and that's when, when you and I have our long trivia sessions. Right. And the day's packed pretty much from 10 a.m. till 3 a.m. in the morning the next day. That's true. So the, Good luck making it that long, but maybe you have more stamina <laughs> than I do. Naps. Naps work naps really are key. well. Naps are key. I, I will say there were probably a couple of 15-minute disco naps that saved my life this week. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be. I mean, there'll be four, I think there'll be four C days as a result. So yeah. that'll be perfect. But of course, it's the music that you probably are, are waiting for to, to, to kind of decide. So here we go. You ready? Uh, 2024 line. But we, we revealed this already on social media, but in case you're just only listening to the podcast. 38 special. Soft Cell, Air Supply, Debbie Gibson, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row, Steve Piercy from Rat, Ray Parker Jr., Sheena Easton, Wang Chung, Midnight Star, Animotion, Real Life, Escape Club, 
Wood in Rome, UK, and Marky Ramone's Blitzkrieg. There's also two tribute bands, Jesse's Girl, which they've been on every 80s cruise. They're, they're a fan favorite. And Trial by Fire, which uh, I saw for the first time this cruise, and I really enjoyed them. Yeah, they're good. Those guys, they've got a repertoire that is all over the place, and they yeah. can play. They can all play. I like this lineup. It's, it's nice and diverse. You've got, you've got plenty of rock. Air Supply I just saw in concert last month in Clearwater, and they were fantastic. And the crowd was just so appreciative and so on their feet the whole time. Trust me when I say, if you're scoffing at Air Supply, it's going to be the show that really you're going to love the most. Yeah, uh, I think Debbie Gibson's touring it. It's the 35th anniversary of Electric Youth. Uh, you, you have the Hard Rock for with Sebastian Bach and Steve Piercy. You've got you know R and B with Ray Parker Jr. and Midnight Star. Midnight Star of, was supposed to be on an earlier cruise, weren't they? Yeah, the Am one that got disrupted that? by. Yeah, no, the, the COVID one. Yeah. That'll be fun. That's, that's a pretty good lineup. We'll see what else they add, too. You know, they always yeah. have a couple of slots that they're like, mm. right. And somebody will drop out. I'm not going to say who I'm looking forward to seeing because literally every year when they announce the lineup, I say, that's the band I want to see. They're not on the boat. <laughs> I'm trying to think which one I want to see them. I have never seen, I've seen 38 Special Live once, but I only caught part of their set. Never seen Midnight Star. Uh, never seen Sheena Easton. Yeah, Sheena so. Easton should be. Oh nope, can't trick me into doing this. Yeah, don't say that. Not That's doing a curse. It. Not doing that. Brad and I have not officially signed on for 2024. That doesn't usually happen until a few weeks after. Yeah, the cruise this is ends. nothing to be concerned about. It just is, right. You know, we we can't. You know, I, I don't want to state something as fact that is not yet yeah. fact. They always book the big bands first, and then they come back for the for the podcast. The small later. fry, but. Assuming assuming we uh, are back, we'll have a promo code for you. It'll probably be stuck. It's past as prelude. <laughs> S-T-U-C-K. That's, it's always been it. And last year, it was for a $200 cabin credit, which will come in handy. Yeah. Trust me. You could use that as a, for a massage. You could use that as a specialty restaurant. You could uh, yeah. send a bottle of wine over to our table one night. You know, there's <laughs> lots of ways you could spend that money. Sure. But I went to especially restaurants are amazing on the ship too. I went to Jamie's Italian on the last night and that oh, was yeah? epic. Yeah, epic. Open booking starts on March twenty first. I think at ten AM Central Time. Obviously we'll we'll be back in future podcasts. We'll if there's any updates, we'll give them to you and we'll probably interview a couple of the acts ahead of time. So it'll be fun. Fact check true. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, definitely remember to follow us on social media. We're on we're on Facebook at Stuck in the Eighties Podcast. Twitter's just at Stuck in the Eighties. We don't have Instagram, um, but you'll see a lot of photos that we posted during the trip uh, at the, on those channels, so you can kind of get a taste for what it was you missed or what it was you enjoyed. If you're one of the listeners who who joined us this year, there was there was a lot of podcast listeners who came up to us and talked yeah. about the show, and that was, yeah, that, that, was that was that's fun. It's yeah, always, it's always really nice to meet people in person. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think that the the person who traveled the furthest, it might have been Cliff from the UK. I was so glad to see Cliff was okay. We were worried about him. <laughs> Cliff, we hadn't heard from you in a while. You all right? Yeah, but he was there. I mean, that must have been like a 14, 15 hour plane flight for him. So that would that's crazy insane. Yeah, it's, it's not that's not that long. I don't know. It'll feel that long for sure. But that's what we got. We will be back with more of that kind of stuff. We'll be back. We're going to finish out the two hit wonders soon. Uh, Chuck Coverley, the mayor of the '80s cruise, will, will join us for and the, the prom uh, king. He's insufferable he the now. King. He's the we, king and the mayor. <laughs> like you know, you had the genuflect when you saw him. We're at sea, and I'm a god. 
<laughs> oh, and he and he participated in the in the opening night skit on stage. Oh gosh, I was so mad. Playing Ed I Rooney. was so mad because that Rooney. was so good. Oh, it just aggravated me so much. <laughs> Uh, Brad hates happiness. No, I don't hate happiness. I just don't like being outdone. There you, there you have it. I'm, I'm super yeah. competitive, even when there's not anything to be competing over. Yeah. So anyway, we will be back with regular shows immediately. But in the meantime, Brad and myself, along with three thousand crazy '80s fans, remain here, hopelessly stuck in the '80s. Well, Stuck in the 80s is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash stuck in the 80s podcast. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And thanks for listening.